It's Friday, which means it's another episode of About Last Night. Today, I specifically want to talk about breakups and rejection because this is something that a lot of young people struggle with and I haven't seen that much about it. For such a significant topic, I think it's kind of slept on. I just got my nails done and I can't stop like tapping them. So if you hear like in the background, I'm really sorry. I'm just obsessed with them. They're long, whatever. I've got the TikTok awards in a few days. So I got my nails done. I'm going to vlog the entire time. So that's really exciting. I will do a full debrief on next episode. But today we're going to talk about breakups, situationship endings, rejection, you name it. We're going to speak about it. Even a little bit on friendship breakups because I feel like friendship breakups sometimes hurt more than a breakup. I've had some friendship breakups that genuinely rocked me to my core. Also, why do situationship breakups hurt more than real breakups? Do you know what I mean? Rejection is super normal. I'll tell you some of my stories as well. Rejection is super normal. Let's normalize it, honestly. In some time of your life, you're going to experience rejection at some point, whether it's a boy, a girl, a job. You can literally experience rejection in so many ways. However, we're going to talk about boy rejection because I feel like that is the core of the messages that I get. How do I deal with rejection? So rejection is the feeling of not feeling good enough. When we get rejected, we tend to project and think, why am I not good enough for you? Why do you not like me? Is it something I did? Is it something I said? The thing is, it's not about you, especially if it's a quick rejection because they don't even know you. If you have gone up to someone and they have rejected you, they actually don't know you. So it's not about you, it's about them. If someone knows you and they reject you, I can a million percent understand why you would be feeling, okay, it is about me. But at the end of the day, it's what suits them the best. And it's not because of you, it's just because maybe you don't suit him the best. And it's a blessing in disguise because if he doesn't think that you suit him and then you start dating... It's just not going to work out and you're going to wish that you never dated him because it's turned out to be shit. So honestly, rejection is a blessing because say you got into that relationship and he just did it because he wanted a girlfriend or he just wanted some fun and then it ended up not being good and it crashed and burned. You're going to be left feeling so empty and upset and you're going to wish that you never dated him. So honestly, it's a blessing in disguise because if you're not suited, he needs to be attracted to your personality, to you. And if he's not 100%, then he's not for you. And I really mean this when I say this, it's not you, it's them. Always. If you have certain things that you're looking for in a relationship and someone isn't meeting all the criteria, that's your criteria, right? It's not them. It's what you want in someone and they might just not be ticking a few boxes But it's not them as an entire person, is it? No. So you just really got to think about that and sit in that because it's, it's really, it's not you. As much as it hurts, it's honestly a blessing in disguise because they don't see the good qualities in you and you want to be with someone who can really see all your good qualities. And if they're immediately shutting it off before even giving you a chance to share those qualities, then they're not worth it. Rejection is also sometimes a reflection on the other person that they're not fully content with their self, hurt people hurt people, you know, as Rodrigo says. If you're really, really hurt inside, 
you're literally only going to hurt other people. Think about how you feel when you're really happy and joyous and ecstatic. You're immediately going to see that in other people. You're going to see the good qualities of other people. But if you're hurting on the inside and you're angry on the inside, what do you see in other people? Only the negative stuff, only the anger, the sadness. You tend to pick at people and pick at situations and pick at things because you're angry on the inside, you're angry at yourself. So typically people who reject a lot are people that reject themselves and they're not happy with themselves and they're not content within themselves. So they hurt people, hurt people. Sometimes hurting other people is all that they know. Focusing on the bad is all that they know. Trust issues, attachment issues, mummy issues, I don't know. Some people, some people are really hurt inside and if they're not ready emotionally, you don't want to be with them anyway, point blank, period. They're not going to be the ones at the end of the day that are going to be there for you through everything because they're hurting so much that eventually it'll catch up to them and they will burst. And if you're with someone when they burst, no, you you don't want to be around someone when they burst. Trust me, it's not good. People who are like this only allow you to show yourself as deep as they do. With these emotions, they kind of don't let you show everything that you would show if they weren't hurting inside because there's only so much that you can give to reciprocate the energy that they're giving you. But I genuinely think that every rejection leads you to where you're supposed to be eventually. Think back to like when you got rejected when you were younger. You laugh about it now. Actually, yes, you laugh about it, but you know what? Rejection actually stores in your brain because it is a type of response that literally fucks with your chemicals in your head. Rejection gets stored in your brain forever. It just sits there and immediately your unconscious mind goes back to the feeling of being rejected when you were younger or a pastime that you were rejected when it happens now literally messes with the chemicals in your brain. And one thing that I just really want to say is that if you get rejected by someone but they didn't treat you right anyway, but the fact that you got rejected is the part that's bugging you because you've done so much work in yourself and you're like, how can you not want me? Like, why don't you want me? Why don't you like me? Tell me, tell me. Nobody makes me feel the way that this person makes me feel. I need them. And the thing about this is when it's like, no one makes me feel like this. It's like, yeah, because the way that this person rejected you is literally messing with the chemicals in your brain. Of course, no one makes you feel like this and you're constantly stuck on them. Of course, you really want them. Of course, no one makes you feel the way that this situation has made you feel and has made you want them more. If you're constantly worrying and then feeling loved and then feeling lonely and sad and they love bomb and they come back and they reject you, then they bring you back and they play with you and they twist you. Of course, no one makes you feel like this because that's not right. It's like, duh, no one makes you feel like that because it's not normal to feel like that. So when you feel like this from all these tainted emotions that this person is giving you, of course, no one's made you feel like that before. That's not a good feeling. You might think it's good because of the adrenaline and the rush and the chase. But at the end of the day, it's not a good feeling at all. It is not a good feeling. You don't want that feeling. I think that we have so much trust in other people. And just because you would act a certain way doesn't mean that the other person would. And just because you would go about things a certain way doesn't mean that the other person would. I saw this TikTok and it has just opened my entire 
brain capacity on this situation. The potential you see in other people isn't real. It is the projection of what you would do in their position. Say you only see their heart, their inner child. If someone needed to understand them, you will. If you fall in love with potential and you really want the potential of someone, it's not real because that's your visualization of what you would do in their position. Like potential isn't real because they should be acting like that. Potential is what you imagine someone to be like. And if you're falling for potential, then you're falling for someone that doesn't exist. You're falling for the idea of them and what they could be. Even if you truly believe in someone, it's just your imagination. And you just have to realize that not everyone thinks or loves the same way as you do. The image of this person that you've created in your head, it's what you are hoping that they can be. So when you get rejected from someone who you think has so much potential, they don't have potential. You're building this image up in your head of someone that doesn't exist. And it's so frustrating because it's like, oh, but like, I see his potential. I see his potential. It's like, no, he just tried a little bit harder with me. He just grew up a little bit. You think that you really like them, but you really like their potential of what they could be. So when you get rejected by someone and you are so obsessed with their potential, you just got rejected by an ordinary person and the potential part is completely in your imagination. The person that you hope that they could be doesn't exist because they don't exist. The person that you have created in your mind doesn't exist. One of my friends went through an entire early life crisis because a boy rejected her. And I'm going to talk to you about it and I have her permission to talk about it because honestly, this happens to so many people, but this situation is just absolutely fucked. So we're at schoolies and she'd kissed this guy before. He had a massive crush on her, but she didn't really care. And then schoolies, they ended up spending the entire time together. I would always wonder where she was and then I'd check her life 360 and she was at the other campsite with him because there were two campsites And our campsite was for like half the schools and then the other campsite was for the other half of the schools. And I loved this and I really liked this guy for her. I thought that they were beautiful together. They had such a fun time, literally side by side the entire schoolies. And fast forward, we get out of schoolies and he had hit her with the I'm not ready for a relationship. And it's like, why did you just spend those entire four days attached to a hip if you're not ready for a relationship and acting like her boyfriend? Didn't make any sense. If a guy ever tells you he's not ready for a relationship, he's fucking lying. Because, you know why? Because that's my excuse. If I don't want to be with someone, oh, I'm not ready for a relationship. Yes, I am. I'm, I'm open to anything. If I find the right person, that is. I'm not looking for a relationship is such a fucking cop out. It's insane. That is just the most basic excuse, like think of something better at this point. Anybody who tells you they're not looking for a relationship is lying to you. They just don't want to be with you and you just have to swallow that pill. You can't make him want a relationship with you. He has to want it at the very beginning. Guys will literally know. They know. They tell their friends. They know. If they want to date you, they will. It's not that fucking hard. They will make it work. People make time. People, you can be the busiest person in the world and make time for the person that you love and want to be with. It's not that hard. Anyways, back to the story. Hit it off, whatever. He said he's not ready for a relationship. This girl is the strongest girl I know, but she broke. And she knows it now, but she broke. She is not an emotional person, but this girl was beside herself bed bound for weeks. And I don't think she's ever been rejected before because she's just like the 
prettiest person you'll ever see. But I genuinely don't think that she's ever been rejected before. And that's not a bad thing. But it was literally just the fact that she couldn't understand why he didn't like her and why he didn't want to be with her. But in this moment, this girl, she broke. She fell so deep into a depression. She cried 24-7. A song would come on, burst into tears, beside herself, whatever. Now, she's in the most loving, caring, respectful relationship in the entire world. And if that didn't happen to her, she would not be in this relationship. And let me tell you why. Because she needed to go through something that fucked to understand what she wants in a person and how she wants to feel from a person. She understood what it's like to be treated with respect and love and care and not feel used and not feel dragged along. It was a guy should just be straight to the point with you if they want to date you or not. All this dragging along bullshit is just stupid. And I'm just telling you right now, he's never going to date you. If he's dragging you, if he's dangling a carrot in front of your head, he probably just wants to keep you around because A, he has no other options. B, he just wants the sex. Or C, he's bored. That's it. I'm being dead honest there. If she didn't go through this time with this schoolies boy, she wouldn't be with the person that she is now because she did so much work on herself to attract the right person for her. And she attracted the right person. But if this didn't happen to her, then she wouldn't have worked on herself and she probably would have attracted another dickhead like that. I've had quite a few rejections in my days. This boy moved to my school. I fell in love with the idea of him. I fell in love with the potential of him, like we're talking about before. Now that we're out of high school and we've talked, he said that he did like me, but he was too scared about what his friends would say. Whatever. He rejected me time and time and time and time and time again to the point where I became so obsessed with the rejection And this is similar to the story I was telling before because if I didn't go through this experience, then I wouldn't be because I know what I want and I know what I don't want and I know what to look out for and I know the qualities in a guy that I don't want and this person is not one thing about him do I want in a guy, but back then because he rejected me, I wanted him so bad and I think it was the fact that he didn't want me. Yeah, it was the chase. It was the chase. It was the fact that he didn't want me that made me want him so much. I'm telling you, I put chocolates in his locker for Valentine's Day. He threw them in the bin. I wrote him letters. He scrunched them up in my face. It was really messed up shit like that that made me go, oh, like, I love this. Like, I'm going to get him. I'm going to make him want me. Plot twist, he never did. It's <laughs> He never did. It's been years. He still doesn't. But <laughs> if he wanted me now, I would be like, ew, you treated me like a doormat. Anyway, we would like, this is the weird thing, right? So he was He was very driven by his friends and what his friends thought. And this is the weird thing because we would go to parties and he would be like, I want you, I want to be with you, but I can't. You kissed my friend. It was always an excuse, right? There was always an excuse. And this made me want him even more because he'd be like, oh, I wanted you, but now I don't because you did this. And his friend group claimed to all not like me, but then at parties, they would all be coming up to me and being like, I want you, but I can't because you like my friend. Well, then I'd kiss them. And then the guy that I liked would be like, now I can't kiss you because you kiss blah, blah. And it was just this like game of like kiss roulette of like bang, bang, like who you can kiss and who you can't kiss or like stuff like that, if that makes sense. But so then I'd get this adrenaline rush by like, if I kissed his friend, mind you, we were in like year 10, 11. Kissing at parties was like really fun. You know how it is. If you're in those years, you know how it is. It's like, you go down the side of the house and like you kiss 
and then you come out and everyone's like looking at you and everyone's talking about it and then they kiss someone else and it's like this massive thing right you know exactly what I'm talking about if you've experienced that very Australian I feel like that's very Australian eventually like I even like downloaded Fortnite during COVID so I could play with him and we did play together and it was fine and you know what the weird thing is he would snapchat me so much so much and he would flirt with me and then he wouldn't even give me eye contact at school because he didn't want his friends to know that we were like snapchatting so it was just like really weird game of like Romeo and Juliet and it was really out of sight out of mind because I would see him every day at school and then that would make me like excited like he was in my English class for for one year English became my favorite subject he was in my like digital media class one year digital media became my favorite subject like I was so obsessed with this Anyway, I stopped going to school in year 12, as you know, so I didn't see him anymore. So I didn't care anymore and I lost feelings for him. So that really made me realize that it was literally the fact that I couldn't have him and that's why I wanted him so bad. And then, you know what, graduation, saw him again in love, (laughs) like in love. And then I saw him at schoolies and that was the first time that I looked at this boy and went, ew, you're not hot. What the fuck was I thinking? Being rejected is a canon event it happens, it's not fun, it's the worst feeling ever, but it happens and it's okay. It's a blessing in disguise, let me just tell you that right now. Let's talk breakups. Breakups are literally one of the hardest things in the world. When you break up with someone, you tend to only remember the amazing times that you had with them and the negative times get pushed to the back. I don't know why, but it does. And for some reason, we literally only remember the good times and how happy we were during those times because that's what we miss and that's what we crave. But we never really sit and think, oh shit, that person treated me like shit because we don't feel those feelings anymore. We felt them in the moment, but they're washed away now. However, the happy memories bring you serotonin and they make you happy. It makes you miss and crave someone and it makes you want them again and you want to be back to that place that you once were. If you are in that stage right now, I want you to open your notes app right now. Pause this and open your notes app and write down how shit he made me feel. Seriously, I went through something recently where I lost someone really important to me. When things ended, it was like I was filled with so much sadness at the beginning and anger and I was like yep that's it I'm done a little bit later I started to feel this like literal hole in me that I thought they were the reason why and that was the only way that that hole will be filled and that they were the missing piece in me that I needed come to now I realize that that is not the reason and it was the fact that I needed to work through these emotions to be able to process what had just happened because I didn't process it I was just like right that's it I'm done bam then all of a sudden everything came flooding down really really quickly everyone has their own opinion on this person but that will never change my opinion on this person because I knew them better than anyone else did and I knew them in more depth than anyone else did. And when I was going through my absolute lowest recently, this person was my saving grace. Like this person was what kept me going. Earlier on this year, it was like something happened and this person did everything in their power to just like keep me sane for a few months. And then we ended up never speaking again. And you know what? This broke me. Like this really, really, really affected me. This 
ruined a lot for me and I was missing so much of me with this person but the hole in my chest that I felt wasn't because of them it was because that was stuff that I needed to repair and that no one else actually has the ability ability to repair even though you might think that they do they don't because if you're relying on someone else to repair those things for you then you need to really work on yourself because someone else is an accessory to you it is not your entire life another person is not your entire life and need and want it's an accessory to you and it's a good accessory and it's supposed to be a good and fun and romantic accessory it's not supposed to be the person that completes you the thing that completes you if that makes sense anyway so I went through this anger and sadness and then all of a sudden I'm just going straight back to the happy memories and all I'm thinking about is us laughing till we we ourselves. all I'm thinking about is us screaming in the car at night all I'm thinking about is you know the way they would do certain things and the things that they would say and I'm seeing things and thinking of them and I'm just like fuck I really miss them and then you know what I did I sat down and I wrote down how this person made me feel negatively and it was three pages long and I went there you go (laughs) I'm yeah my brain's just telling me the good things to remember because that's what I want to remember and that's what I miss and need and crave but that's not what I want and that's not what I need now when you go through a breakup sometimes we push everything to the very back of our brain and we don't work on it as it's happening in the months after and we go on tangents and we go crazy for a few months and then we have to deal with it three months later and we fall into this massive depression. What I've learned is to just deal with things straight up. Give myself the time to actually sit and think about it. Grieve the person, grieve what you had, miss them, reminisce, but don't get too stuck on it to the point where you'd spiral. Allow yourself to feel the breakup and allow yourself to actually accept the fact that you're broken up and your emotions are not bad your emotions are good it is actually a really good thing if you can feel emotions because I know a few people that can't feel emotions and they're not in my life anymore but that's scary when people can't feel emotion but allow yourself to genuinely sit and think and feel and rant and vent to your friends if your friends are getting tired of your ranting they're not your friends I will literally sit and listen to anyone for hours on end talk about what's affecting them because it affects them it affects me if my friends are hurt then you know it makes me upset if people aren't letting you talk about it then they can get out you as a person are irreplaceable one of the most beautiful things about humans is that no one is the same and everybody has different traits you are irreplaceable they might find someone that is better suited for them but that doesn't necessarily mean that they are better than you It just means that they are better suited for them and what fills their cup. If you are not 100% suited for them, it's a blessing in disguise to be broken up with. The last thing you want is staying in a relationship and them ending up resenting you because they've been stuck on this whole, does she fill my cup? Does she not fill my cup? Another thing after a breakup is to just let them explore And just let them do whatever without them feeling like they have something holding them back. Because you have to flip the situation. You would not want the feeling of someone holding you back if you had just broken up with someone. 
as much as it hurts and as much as it stings, the person that you are to sit there and be like, I'm proud of you and I'm happy for you. If you can do that, then you are so comfortable within yourself and you are so a good person. And if you can't do that, that doesn't mean you're a bad person at all. It just means that there are some things that you need to work on for you to get to that place. Because like I was talking about before, with this person, I am now so happy for them. I'm really happy for them. And I know that the only reason why I'm so happy for them is because I love them a lot. I'm proud of them for what they're doing and who they are. And I know that they have found things that fill their cup more than I did. So I'm really happy for them. If this was last year, for example, I'd probably be like egging house. No, I'm kidding. I'd probably be like really up, like really angry and really upset at how this has panned out. But I've done way too much work on myself to be angry at someone for just spreading their wings. You are going to date so many people. You are going to be friends with so many people. You are going to love so many people. I was so blessed to be able to love someone that made saying goodbye so hard. I'm so happy that I was gifted with such an amazing experience. And it's taking pride in yourself to be able to walk away from the situation with your head held high, knowing that you gave it a pretty good fucking shot. You gave it a really good shot and it didn't work out and that's okay. But you are so lucky to be able to have had that experience And not only do you learn so much about other people, but you learn so much about yourself and what you need and want in a partner. From my past experiences, I now know exactly what I look for in someone and exactly what I don't look for in someone. And, you know, I used to be like, "Mm, the red flags are turning orange. Like, I love it. No. Breakups are fucked and breakups are hard and you obsess over the new person And I understand if you just want to obsess over their new girlfriend or obsess over the person they're talking to and just hate them with all your life. But if they did you so wrong, then they're going to do the exact same thing to that girl than what they did to you. You lose them how you get them. You guys were dating and he had his eye on someone else. Then what's stopping him from having his eye on someone else when he's dating that girl? Friendship breakups. I think it's so hard because friendship breakups come out of nowhere more than relationship breakups do and I think that friendship breakups is a build-up of things that have happened during the friendship until it takes one final thing to just crack and with friendship breakups it's like you don't get as much closure as you do with relationship breakups and friendship breakups are very bitchy and it's very intense and it's very picking sides and it's very I'm right you're wrong sort of thing. I think just like girl friendships in general are just so bitchy But I think that people also outgrow each other. You know, you're blessed if the person that you were making slime with at 11 is still your best friend, which in my case, I am. Her name's Angelica and her book's coming out soon on mental health. It's called The Advice That Saved Me. Yeah, I'm I'm really lucky to have that friendship. And the reason why we haven't had a falling out is because we understand each other so well and we complement each other so well. We, I don't think, will ever outgrow each other. Other people, though, I outgrew, like, two years into our friendship. The thing about friendship is that a friend shouldn't drain your social battery and something that I really found was people draining my social batteries. 
the fact that I would have to text my mum to be like, can you call me and tell me to come home? And then I would pick up the phone and act shocked that my mum was telling me to come home. Or I would even go further. If someone, if one of like my good friends would be like, can you sleep over tonight? I would go out to my mum and be like, can you yell at me and tell me that I have to stay home tonight? And then I would film it and send it to them because I didn't want to stay at their house, but I didn't want to hurt them. Oh my God, that sounds so bad, but this is how I knew the friendships were over. It was done. My social battery was done. I was avoiding it at all costs. I was making up excuses. I was like, fuck, like there's only so many excuses I can do. And then that's just a massive sign that we just completely outgrow each other. And I feel really bad that I just said that, that I just admitted to what I did. But I did do that because I didn't want to hang out with them. Like, I seriously did not want to hang out with them. And this was when I was in high school. Like, if I don't want to hang out with someone now that I'm older, it's just like, no, I'm busy. But back then, it was this whole, like, people would be mad at you if you would say no in high school. I don't know why, but people would generally be so fucking angry if someone said no. And I I used to be a massive people pleaser and just, like never want anyone to think that I was saying no to them. A hundred percent friendships outgrow each other and a friendship breakup is so heartbreaking because you're just left with like, especially if you used to hang out with like a girl every single day and you like bounced off each other. But the one thing you have to look out for is fast friends. Fast friends sometimes works, but majority of the time does not work and you end up fucking hating each other. Also, the reason why I would never room with one of my friends, like get an apartment with a friend is because some of my older friends... Literally, I saw this in America, I saw this here, I've seen some of my friends in Melbourne, some of my friends in Sydney. I've witnessed it firsthand, been at the house while they've both been like, fuck you, like screaming fest. Or like I've seen, you know, people that used to live together fucking hate each other and block each other. And those two girls on TikTok that like are fighting over the boyfriend with the hoodie situation, you know what I'm talking about. It's like a really common thing. I would never room with a friend because of that reason. On the topic of good friendships though, I'm going to talk about things about girlhood that I just fucking love. Driving around and your friend says to you that they don't want to go home yet. I cannot even gather my emotion when I'm driving with a friend and she's like, no, I don't want to go home yet. It's like, you want to spend more time with me? I love it so much. It's like, no, I don't want to go home yet. I just want to keep driving and talking with you. I love that about girls like we just want to keep hanging out with each other you know they take the long way home so you get more time together the 3am chats where everything just gets progressively funnier you could literally say the stupidest thing and it is the funniest thing in the world when your friend wants to plait or braid your hair or they just they play with your hair they play with your rings they're very like invested in something on you and it's just super cute I love when, say you have a sleepover, you wake up and it's just like immediate, like lying on each other, like not sexually, but like just very like watching TikToks together, like just not awkward at all. I love how we can just sit in complete silence and just be like in the moment, but understand when someone, when we don't want to like speak yet, if that makes sense. When your friends are like inspired by something that you did like you got your nails a certain way or you got your hair a certain way and they send it to you and they're really excited and they're like you inspired me to get this or when they randomly send you videos of them listening to a song and they're like 
miss this time of our life. Like that song was like the anthem for the time being. Getting ready together, doing your makeup together, helping each other with hair and makeup. I love Pre's. Just the girls at Pre's is so fun. The girl look. There are two different types of looks. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. The help me look and the look, look. Do you know what I mean? Like the eyes, the way that we can just tell. I love how we share clothes and we drop them back. I love when we go to Pre's and we leave the car there and then you go get your car and you like debrief on the night. You go into their house to go pick up your car and get your stuff from the night before and you just sit and debrief and everyone's hungover and we all look like shit and we all just come there at the same time to get our things and we're just like sitting there and talking about the night before. I love when it's like, I'll go if you go or they text you and they're like, are you going? And you're like, I was just about to ask you. Or I love in not a bitchy way, not when girls do this in a bitchy way, but when you're like in a big group setting and they message you and it's like hi or something if you're being quiet and then like you look up and you make eye contact. I love that. Like it's like you're being quiet and they don't call it out in front of the group. They'll message you and be like, are you okay? Like you seem down or they're like, hi, like what's wrong? I love how we share our love, random messages to your friends, just being like, I love you. I appreciate you. Getting those messages from my friends make my day or the friends that send you morning messages. I have this one friend, Alyssa. She is so cute with this. If she knows that I've had a shit night the night before, I'll wake up to a message from her, like a good morning message, but it's not like a relationship type good morning message. It's just like, today's a new day. You got this, blah, blah, blah. She's so cute with that. Like if she knows I've had a rough night the night before. I wake up and there's a beautiful message from her and bam, my day is just like fixed. I love when you meet a girl on a night out and you don't get each other's socials or you don't even remember their name, but you just like jewel up the entire night. Your arms are like cling to each other the entire time. I love when we sit next to each other and we go through our saved in chats together or the group chat saved in chats and it's just like, laughs on laughs like I just love when your friends save things even the most like random things in the group chat that you send photos of and they save them I love when I send something and people save it in chat in the group chat and like when multiple people save it in chat because they've all thought the same thing like this is funny having amazing friends is such a blessing honestly Thank you guys so much for listening to episode three. We've got some really exciting things coming up with the TikTok Awards next week. You best believe I'll be spilling all the tea on that. So stay tuned. But thank you so much for listening. Like I really fucking appreciate it.